From CITI Program, I'm Darren Gaddis, and this is On Campus. Today, what are accommodations in an online learning environment? How are these accommodations potentially different than accommodations in a face-to-face class and how to create a more accommodating environment for all students? I spoke with Tiffany Bailey, the Director of Equal Opportunity and American with Disabilities Act Coordinator in Equal Opportunity and Compliance at University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. As a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not intended to provide legal advice or guidance. You should consult with your organization's attorneys if you have questions or concerns about relevant laws and regulations discussed in this podcast. Additionally, the views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenter. Hi, Tiffany. How are you? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Tiffany, to get us started today in a really simple manner, what is an accommodation? I would describe it as a modification or as something that we put in place to help address the impacts of um, a disability or medical condition in accessing um, the learning environment if you're in a student or from an employee perspective, if you are um, need an accommodation to meet the essential functions of your job. And with students in mind, Tiffany, taking that simple definition that you just provided us with, how can accommodations in an online course differ from accommodations in a traditional face-to-face course? I do think that there are a lot of commonalities and types of um, accommodation requests, but I think, you know, we really have to, as accessibility resource or disability service offices, and even as faculty and staff, think about um, the different impacts a student might have engaging remotely. So, um, for example, a lot of requests that we received kind of during the pandemic and then for remote learning, one of the common ones was the ability to turn off camera um, if a student was experiencing impacts or just as a matter of cause, right? If you think about being in the classroom and that's less of an issue where you may be sitting behind people, there might not be as many group activities. And we noticed that that was really triggering potentially for some students with various mental health conditions. I think the other thing that we think about is how is how materials presented in um, the online format um, of an in-person or sorry of a remote mode. Uh, what does that mean? What technology are we using? Is it Zoom? Is it Canvas? Is it? I can't remember all of the ones. Is there another platform? Um, how are we? Um, how are we conducting group work? So I think when you start kind of dissecting how the courses um, offered online are different than in person, you can imagine that that brings up um, some various challenges for students with disabilities depending on the impact of their condition. So I named, you know, kind of camera off, but if we're thinking about real-time captioning, we do that in um, an in-person course as well. So there are some commonalities, but ability to record, we're getting more students requesting to um, record the class if it's offered online to be able to have that and review afterwards. Um, or if a student is absent and they're looking to have access to what was discussed in class and 
it was recorded, um, the online class was recorded, having access to that to help kind of bridge the gap um, in, um, you know, and making up um, material that they missed from their absence, which was, which was related to their disability. Tiffany, what advice do you have for students who have never taken an online course before to advocate for their right to an accommodation in an online course? I think it um, is important for students first to know where to go, right, to request an accommodation specifically and to go to the accessibility service or resource uh, disability services. They have, we have different names, right, for the offices that have the same kind of function depending on the different institution, but to know where to go. And, you know, one of the pieces that disability resource providers um, are trained to do is kind of talk with students about the structure of each of their course and talk more about the impacts that students might be experiencing due to disability. So they ask a lot of questions about that. So I think that's one of the things um, that students can think about is how do I articulate, I articulate what I'm experiencing um, but also not feeling too much pressure to do that because the disability resource person can kind of work through that with you um, so that you can kind of talk about, here's what I'm really having challenges with in this particular course modality. So I think it's important to connect with the disability resource office early. Um, and some students will also talk to their instructors as well kind of about options, but formalized accommodations do need to go through the Disability Resource Office, and I would encourage that as a first step. On the flip side of that, where can faculty and staff go to learn more about how to make an online course more accessible and accommodating for all students? Absolutely. I think that is also the Disability Resource Office, and I um we are partners to students and partners to faculty as well. And that could be something, whether it be a student has already requested an accommodation and you're wanting to um, understand how to facilitate this in the class, to a student has expressed to you that they're having challenges in the class, you've referred them to our office, our office being ARS or Disability Resources, but you want um, some further guidance on how to... Um, make the class most accessible to the particular student. So I think that that's a great place to start. You know, additionally, I'm all, um, I'm a proponent of looking at kind of um, universal design and instruction, and which is a con the concept of creating classes that are usable and accessible to the most amount of people, regardless of if they really, how they choose to identify. So when you make these types of kind of when you when you design your course with accessibility in mind using universal design you're really kind of thinking about it more broadly so not just disability but also other types of circumstances as well in which flexibility might be needed so for example a pregnancy accommodation a religious accommodation other thing that is, other things that aren't couched in accommodations which could be um you know, a student who is a parent and um, is having difficulty, you know, juggling a schedule or a student who is a primary caregiver for one of their family members. 
So that just kind of allows for the most flexibility possible without people really having to say, hey, I need assistance here. Tiffany, what else do we need to know? You know, this work is ever-changing. You know, when I started back in 2006 and kind of disability uh, and the disability world with um, an accessibility resource office, what an accommodation looks like, are the types of requests or types of complexity and impacts of condition are really different than it is right now. And I think, you know, one of the things that I appreciated about COVID was that it pushed um, our universal design conversation a little bit more um, forward. It also, um, you know, really encouraged instructors or they were put in the place, I should say, to be examining their courses and thinking about accessibility um, as it pertained to many different people. And I, so I think from that perspective, you know, it was really good. I think that now in this kind of after two years of the, you know, of COVID and, you know, we're continuing here, what do accommodations look like in this realm as especially as it relates to people with disabilities um, who may have impacts of COVID or other things, or just generally of what was available during COVID times in terms of flexibility that might not be now, but that worked for students with disabilities. I also would say that the Accessibility Resource Office or Disability Resource Office is there to help. And so I would encourage people to reach out to them any chance that they get to kind of talk about um, an accommodation request if you're a student or a faculty member. I think they're a really critical resource on campus. Tiffany, thank you for joining me today. Thanks so much. Be sure to follow, like, and subscribe to On Campus with CITI program to stay in the know. I also invite you to review our content offerings regularly as we are continually adding new courses and webinars that may be of interest to you. All of our content is available to you anytime through organizational and individual subscriptions. You may also be interested in CITI programs, a 21st century approach to ADA compliance, equity, and access webinar. Please visit the CITI programs website to learn more about all of our offerings.